As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Radio 1360, KKTX, Dale Rankin in the box with Blake Ferenthold. Lago here, Brother Dave standing by with your sports. Sitting's happy, Flower Bluff senior Ethan Ming is going to state tournament, and the Red Sox prevented a series sweep. More on those coming up. Here's Brian with your traffic and weather together. Starting today, Surfside Boulevard between Coastal Avenue and Bridgeport Avenue will be converted to two-way traffic. Also, North Shoreline Boulevard between Bridgeport Avenue and Coastal Avenue will be closed. Traffic will be detoured around the closure via Bridgeport and Surfside Boulevard, and motorists should expect delays or seek alternate routes. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today with gusty winds and a high of 88. Partly cloudy and windy tonight with a low of 79. Right now, we're looking at cloudy skies with a temperature of 80 degrees. With your sports, here's Brother Dave Evans. Good morning, guys. Well, the Astros' second 10-game win streak of the season came to an end yesterday at Fenway Park with a 4-3 loss that was overshadowed by leadoff hitter and American League Most Valuable Player candidate George Springer leaving the game with a lower stiff back. Astros manager A.J. Hinch said Springer won't play today's series opener against White Sox in Houston. On other diamonds, Rangers lassoed the Cardinals 6-5, the Royals rocked the Angels 5-1, the Mariners sank the Twins 7-4, and the Cubbies edged the Nationals 6-5. In the Social Injustice League playoffs, Kawhi Leonard scored 36 points including eight in the second overtime. And the Toronto Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks 118-112 to cut their Eastern Conference Finals lead to 2-1. to And tonight, game four of the Western Conference Finals with Golden State Warriors holding a commanding 3-0 lead over the Portland Trailblazers. And finally, Jim, congratulations to Sinton, Bishop, Banchetti, and Refurio on their high school baseball playoff victories over the weekend. Jim, that's sports update. All right, the... Um... The Hooks let the um, Hounds rally for a series split. Split, right. Three-game series tonight with uh, Al Amarillo begins. Did you see the story of uh, Annam Kingsville getting in the, what is it? The uh, NCAA Division II World Series. Yeah. They did it. Do you know how they did it? No. Hit a grand slam. It was tied. They came back. They were down 4-0, right? Right. Then they tied it up with a with a home run. Grand slam. And then? And then won it 5-6. Uh, uh, but that's how they tied it up, grand slam, 5 Anyway, that's how they won it. 
Did you so see anyway, how many? Going to the finals did now. did you see? The That's the big thing. Did you see how many times she hit that ball? No. The first shot looked like a, a, a home run, but it veered off to left <laughs> field. The second shot hit the foul pole. The third shot veered off foul, and then uh-huh. the fourth one went over the fence. Did you get to watch it? I, I, I didn't get. I yeah, didn't get, I saw I the get, video. Oh, okay. I didn't get to see it. Who they play? Uh, I can't even find the video again. I watched it about five huh. times uh, last night. But so they're still going, one. huh? They're still playing. No. Oh, that was well, yeah. It? They now they she, they made it to the. NCAA Division II ah. World Series yeah, final. Wow. I thought you meant yeah. the game. Wow. No, the game's over. The game was over Saturday. That'd be a long game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, where, so I, who I, do they play now, do we know? That I do not know. Yes, that's a pertinent hmm. question. I do not have that in front of me. And I was talking to, telling Jim in the break, I was talking to a guy from Amarillo over the weekend, and their that baseball team up there is really popular. It's really, oh, the sod poodles? Uh-huh. It's really caught the on. Soddles? Uh-huh. That's what they call them or some, some word Soddles. like that. Yeah. The soddles. Yeah. That's the nickname. They said it, it's a tough ticket to get. There's, it's very popular. Well, that's uh, that's what they used to call the prairie dogs in that area 100 years ago. That's the nickname for prairie dogs is sod poodles. <clears throat> and, yeah, it is. I tell you what, they're playing good baseball, too. That's, that's why the old I, missions, right? Also. Yes. The old missions. Move yes, up. that's the old San Antonio Missions, correct. And what are they doing? Waiting on the upgrade of Wolf Stadium to um, AAA? Correct. That is exactly what they're doing. They're not playing yet? Yeah, they're playing. Oh. They're playing at uh, the university. Oh. oh, they used to play there before. It's, it's right. It's Same a AAA. Areas. I can't think of the name of the AAA team, but yes. But, but as Jim said, they're refurbishing Wolf Stadium. Huh. They were talking about rebuilding it. I guess that didn't happen. Uh, a lot of things it. I talk about in San Antonio that yeah, happen. They're trying to, yeah. trying to. Well, it's in a weird place out there. It's you should ask. Hey, we have the uh, new uh, our new city manager. Probably could have given you some insight on that. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> well, I guess he'll be at the council meeting tomorrow. Um, yeah, he yeah. will. Uh, we. What kind of? Did you get a feel for the guy, Dave? No, no. Well, I, yeah, no. All right. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Good, good. Well, we've had a couple of good city managers that came in from assistant jobs in San Antonio in the past. David Garcia and Skip Noe. Oh, both came David Garcia, there. come on. All yeah. That yeah. Food fight go. and wine throwing. Yeah, I, I think that was mostly urban myth. I don't. No. <laughs> No. Now, Skip says he may not have started it. (laughs) But that that was the thing. It was an annexation fight, as I recall. (laughs) There was a race up 361. Annexation over Mm, which which celebrity was going to own the other? Uh, Well, who could who could snag the hot tax from Port Royal is what that was all about. Oh, all right. Uh, Corpus won (laughs) by about 100 yards. (laughs) It just seemed like. With his uh, background, Dave. Yes, sir. He's got. Um, he's more than qualified to figure out a way to. 
I, I, I didn't. Know. I didn't mean anything negative, Lily, by, by not getting a feel for him. What I meant when let me. I, I'm one of these guys, Jim. I, sure, he, uh, check all the boxes. Here's the Thank thing: you. he didn't mumble and he didn't evade right. questions. He didn't toss up a word salad, saying a whole bunch of stuff you 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 don't understand. Uh, while waiting for an answer, he didn't try right. any of those tap dance routines, and I, 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 I really appreciated that. Yes, that, then that is that you want a direct city manager. Uh, yes, yeah, I, I'm pretty much just what was spoken about. What y'all two guys just alluded all the things that have happened with our past city managers. Nothing against this young man. No, I, if he well, calls me up, I'll be the first in line to help. No here's doubt. Here's the other thing. <clears throat> In the past, uh, when I've made the request for an interview, I was turned down. This is the first time. Uh, And this guy didn't know me from Adam or anybody else in here. And he said yes, and he came in 20 minutes early, which doesn't that say something? That says a lot. Now, it's the second one if he answers. That, that's the big one. <laughs> the second one? If he, if he comes back. <laughs> if he comes back. <laughs> he, he said he would. Great. Then I love him already. We talked about, uh, hey, look, the city manager usually gives a, you know, message. If you come in and let us, you know, right. talk about the message instead of putting it on the website where it's hard to find. I don't know. Let's let yeah. Let's hope so. And and uh, as, as y'all did allude to, I, I'm excited about that because I, I I do like San Antonio not near, near as much Corpus, of course. But San Antonio does have a lot to offer. And if you look at their, they have done a tremendous job sitting in the middle of a desert up there above Corpus Christi with no ocean. So I, I I'm know, I'm excited to what they have what he's got to bring here. Yeah, well, that you know the river walk pretty much. Takes care of a lot of that. Yeah, and a big place or a store a well. Yeah, they've been around around the block, man. From they, back in the heyday of the big conventions, when exactly you know had the the Southern Baptist Convention had forty thousand people there. Well, that needle, well uh, and the, the back needle. in the sixties with and, the needle. That thank yeah. you, Jim. That's that's what I was just getting ready to allude to. So, Sixty-eight yeah. hemisphere, right? And so, and then over the years, as the convention sizes downsized, they've They've adjusted and done a good job with the final four back, didn't they? I think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that, but but guys, listen. You know, we've always talked about it. Corpus is almost like a final destination. It's it's a marketing. It's it's tough to market down here unless you come see it. Then yeah. then you're good. Yeah. All right. a, nobody stops here on their way to anywhere. That's that's pretty much it. Now now with the border down there, it's even tougher. I know. I'll be glad when that gets cleared up, man. Amen. I miss being able to cultural exchange, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean cheap yes. liquor on the Mexican well, side all of the, of the border? Above, you hey, know well, it. guys, listen, my valley, my, my family's from the valley. I'm from the valley. I, I rode my bicycle in the 60s uh, across the uh, the border in the 60s in Brownsville going to those Mercados with all my cousins. Right. I mean, literally, uh, blonde hair, blue, I'd ride a bicycle across the border. I mean, yeah. you try doing that now. No, I think Progresso's about it. Yeah, and you still got to be, you know, you're not by yourself, I promise you. I went, I took a busload of winter Texans down there and I lost one. 
And, well, that's not that's uh, not a bad ratio, though. Actually, that's, that's, that's what I said, but that's not what his wife said. <laughs> oh my god! You left him behind? <laughs> no, I found him. He went oh. down there and he got dental work done, and they gave him a general anesthetic, and he curled up on the floor in the back, in the very back of the bus. And I found him oh. about two hours after the fact. After what I kind of what kind of I went, scam? I went, Damn tourist bus, you run. I went, I went through the red panty bar there? going, hey, have you guys uh, seen a wandering winter Texan anywhere? Brother. <laughs> oh, jeez. So what, what do they do? They come down here from Wisconsin to take your tour bus to get dental work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a place down there. There's a, a dentist from uh, that went to uh, Baylor that uh, they got a whole building, like six or seven of them in there, and they do – some kind of uh, stem cell thing that you can't get on this side of the border, what? and a lot of people go to get uh, implants and all that stuff. Teeth, you know, yeah. get teeth. and their antibiotics and everything. We've done all that for years, and all the locals have done that forever. I didn't know that there was people uh, coming from. Oh uh, yeah, the though. winter Texans probably. Wow. I took. I had the bus carried fifty, and it was me and and of course the driver. And uh, so we had 48 winter Texans, and I'd say probably at least a third of them were there for dental work. And you can't do that anymore. Uh, you think yeah, you can. can there. I think Progresso yeah, is the only can. place. What The story that I heard, <clears throat> I had this guy that was a retired professor from the Pan Am University, and he was our guide. We picked him up on when we got down there, mm-hmm. and he did the websites for all of the – Dr. T was his name, and he did the websites for all of the businesses on the other side. And he told me that uh, when the trouble started down there, that the people at the business community in – Progresso went to the Navy and asked them if they could help, and they set up roadblocks around the city. They had a little bit of trouble when they started, but um, for the last several years, they've kept they've kept the the cartels out of there. So it's the you're, one you're place talking about go. the U.S. Navy. <clears throat> no, the Mexican Navy. The Mexican? Well, they'll say it's the Mexican Navy, but it's really the Marines. It's really the Mexican Marines. They're the ones that the the that the, kind of the go to that the business community trusted. And I went out to one of the roadblocks with him and looked, and and uh, they're they're hard positions to get through. You you couldn't just drive through and shoot your way through. It would be it would they're they're it's military deal, and that's how they've kept them out. But he also told me that the business owners don't go on that side of the border. People that own the businesses over there, they stay on this side of the border because they're afraid. Well, it's because you had three thousand dollars in the bank. You're going to be kidnapped. Yeah, no. that's pretty much it. So they stay in. Most of them live in San Antonio. He said. All right, I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks. You bet, Jim. Five six zero five five eight nine five six zero KKT. Interesting uh, piece in the uh, Times Picayune on Sunday. Legislature is at war with your city and county. Mm-hmm. Did you read that? That's over the tax taxes. Senate bill too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Mayor McComb said the other day in the meeting that uh, he expects to have elections every November. In other words, he doesn't think they can live with a 2.5% tax increase, that, he, that we'll be having elections every year, which may be why we're having it. They're pushing for a charter revision this November. It's easy to hide a tax increase behind a charter revision vote. Well, it's easy to muddy the water when you talk about um, – a rate reduction. What disturbs me is that the local people don't think they can survive on a three and a half percent increase every year. I mean, plus the increasing property values. Yeah, I mean, I, I, come on. If you, you that's cost of living, right? So where is it written that a city is supposed to be able to tax over and above what it costs them to provide services every year? Just because you're used to an eight percent increase every year doesn't mean you're entitled to one. 
Say that again. Right now, the city can increase our taxes 8%, and there's nothing we can do about it. This bill says if they go above 3.5%, it has to go on a ballot. I'm ready to vote. Amarillo by morning, up from San Antonio, everything that I got. Is just what I've got on. News Radio 1360 KKTX. Logo here. Dr. Barth on the KKTX online. Steve, I'm sorry I got, well, my memory is, uh, I don't know, hiding. Okay, well, I had three quick things. First off, I knew probably two months before you went to the hospital something was happening to you. You were having a lot of trouble finding words at times. Yeah. Kind of and, and I noticed that. I talked to friends about something going on with Jim. And you know what? You're back better than before. I've been I've been listening to you since you've been back. And your ability to uh, come up with things extemporaneously, get your words back, uh, you don't search like you used to. I don't You're know. It feels, I, I appreciate you saying it, but I'm a, it feels like I'm searching all the time. And I, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does because that's how it is subjectively. But objectively? You sound better now than you did for two months before you went into the hospital. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks. I wanted to share that first. Second thing is, and this is just a funny thing that just happened to me while I was on hold. I had a guy pass me on a motorcycle doing a five over the speed limit, and he managed to light a cigarette while he was doing it. Oh! <laughs> just cracked me up big time. So the reason I called, the reason I called is because I have a friend of mine who's a naturalized citizen from Iran. And he showed me something this weekend. We like to eat lunch together on Saturdays at one of the local Mexican restaurants. And uh, he, asked, he told me that he saw something real interesting on the Voice of America broadcast from Iran. They have an Iranian uh, investigative reporter that kind of hosts that show. And he played a video of an interview with what would be our local, or what would be our, our uh, Atomic Energy Commission guy. Mm-hmm. This is the Atomic Energy Commission guy for Iran, Okay. And he and everybody gives Trump a hard time for pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal. Well, this is what this guy was saying on Voice of America. And he's their minister. He has, by the way, a reputation of opening his mouth when he shouldn't. Okay, so this guy says that the Iranians always felt they couldn't trust the United States, and so one of the provisions of that agreement was that they were to concrete in the upper part of the opening of their nuclear reactor, named the Iraq reactor, A R A K, and they were supposed to block this up. Now, Blake may already know this, but what they did is they purchased a fake reactor core and concreted that in, and that's the one that they showed to the, to the Atomic Energy Commission. And this is what this guy said. He said. This guy said, hey, only I and the Supreme Leader knew we had done this. So given that information, which I believe probably everybody in the government knows, but is not, as far as I know, public knowledge among the rest of us, uh, I think Trump obviously did the right thing. And I, I think this is just more proof that this is the correct thing for him to do is to get out of that agreement. Because these guys were never going to honor it in the first place, according to the no. uh, Voice of America thing. So They've pretty, really uh, they pretty much proven that to us. They've pretty much proven that the whole time we've been um, dealing with him. And that goes back 10 years, doesn't it? Sure. But I thought it was fascinating that this actually came out on the Voice of America. In Persian, my friend was sitting there translating it for me. I was just blown away with it. Wow. Well, the voice of the voice of America is basically American propaganda, if you want to sure. say that. It, it it gives the American side of it. But no, the problem with the Iran deal from deal uh, from the 
get-go, and there are plenty of problems, but one of the biggest was there really was no teeth to the verification procedures. Right. And you've got to remember, this was negotiated by the Obama administration and was not approved as a treaty in the Senate as required under the Constitution, which I guess is good because it gives us the uh, ability to back out much more well, easily. No, that part is left out of this when they talk about it. Yeah, they make it think like this is a, agreement was written in stone. It it was basically written on the back of a cocktail napkin, ignoring the normal procedures for uh, these sort of deals. This was Obama's backroom deal with the uh, Iranians. I always felt the whole thing was a propaganda deal for us to try to make us feel better about you know, what they were doing about Iran. They're not actually doing anything about it. Yep. And so. I, I can tell you, when I was in Congress and still to this day, uh, the two things. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Is that I lose sleep over are North Korea and Iran. Sure. And they're teaming up. Absolutely. Got, in, in one case, you've got... Uh, in North Korea, you've got basically a crazy man running the country. And then in uh, in Iran, you've got a group of people who think if uh, they nuke us and we nuke them back, that's their ticket to heaven because they're engaged in a jihad. I don't like that. Well, I really don't. My friend, my friend from Iran is actually the one who ordered me my MAGA hat. Uh, he is a big Trump supporter. And he, he still thinks that, that uh, the U.S. needs to get behind the, the forces, the rebellion forces over there. But he says that that country is right for change and has been for a long time. It's just really hard you know, to do anything officially. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. <clears throat> they have a huge young population because of their war. Yeah, their, but every, we've been talking about that for the last eight, yeah. nine years. And what are they doing? Killing those people that dissent? Well, what am I saying? Pretty sure much. they are. Pretty much, yeah. So they're not going to have any young people after a while. All right, I'm backed up on the uh, bottom of the okay. hour. Thank you, Dr. Barth. No problem. Take care now. But when they go look, it's not like the book, and they find there is none to compare to beautiful 
beautiful Texas, where the beautiful blue News Radio 1360 KKTX. Lago here, Legs in the Box, owner, editor of the Island Moon, Dale Rankin. And let me just uh, go over a couple of things in the great outdoors. We got a uh, longer federal snapper season opening June 1st. About time. And um, Jay Gardner's column. Okay, I'm not sure how to take this. I do appreciate all the feedback I've received from my question last week regarding improvements under the JFK Causeway. Right. Now, one of the things that is wrong with this is, and Jay reminds everybody, uh, using public bond money for non-public projects. Well, the question is, if you he, he's talking about, uh, I believe, the island across Packery Channel from uh, from the JFK Bridge, and there's a long-term contract with the Audubon Society. It's a it's a bird nesting area, and the suggestion is there's a million and a half dollars that was approved in the last bond election to uh, redo that area down there under the bridge. And the question, one of the suggestions was to put in. Uh, Rookeries or whatever nesting the term structures is. right rookeries. across the uh, across the way, um, and what he's saying is that the the problem with that is you got the it's it's not that great of a place for birds to nest because you have predators. Well, you got cats and rats and raccoons. Yeah, too. we got we got a, we have a, a stray cat population on the island. People dump by, dump they come out to the island and dump animals. It happens and, all the time. Yeah. Right. And dogs and cats. And we have and, a cat that lives under our office that we feed. And he's talking about uh, critters that really understand the value of stealing an egg or two. Well, yeah, he says in there that your average uh, feral cat kills, I think it was 50 birds a year. And so, you know, you put all that together and you got to – it may not – plus what he's saying is that's a, that's a city bond and that's state land over there. So you can't take city money and go put structures on on land where the says doesn't have any any stake. <clears throat> I get into some legal issue. Well, I, the, there was I, a feral cat in my backyard that uh, leapt off the fence um, and caught a right. That was a pretty good leap. Yeah, I started screaming and yelling, and you know, right. And the cat ran off, and but he had the hummingbird in his mouth, but he finally dropped it. Right. And I get over there and I, you know, I pick the little Hummer up and yeah. I'm holding it. And finally he goes, and took off. And it takes <laughs> off. It was, you know, startled me. But right. there, well, there, the cats don't like to swim. You don't see cats swimming across canals much. Yeah, right. But you see coyotes. Coyotes will cross a canal from a spoil island and come up a boat ramp and get up into the neighborhoods and chase whatever they can find. Cats and dogs and such. We had, and now you know, <clears throat> one of the things you don't think about. We had a a cat out in our backyard, and our cat and uh, an owl came and grabbed it, and didn't get it because he didn't get a good hold on it. But an owl tried to carry off the cat. Wow. So I'm driving around the neighborhood, you know, looking up in the air like it's, it's like I'm in a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something, you know, looking for an owl carrying a cat. Turned out. Did you see it happen? No, my wife did. She was out back and she started oh. screaming bloody murder. And I ran out there. What happened? An owl tried to gal got the cat. But what we didn't see is that the owl missed the cat and the cat ran under the deck. So a couple hours later, the cat came out <clears throat> and uh, 
went up and hid in the closet, didn't come out for about a week. And then the next morning, we found the owl in the canal. He got his feathers wet, and he was hanging onto the bulkhead. And so we called a friend of ours that, that picks up owls, and he came and got it. And took it in to they rehab it and then let them go. There's a lot of them on the island. They live in the palm trees, and they hunt at night by sound. And the cat was up there going, making, you know, meowing. Well, you know, there are a lot of palm trees starting in my backyard, and I hear an owl out yeah. there. Um, well, I went out a couple of weeks day. ago. I did a story um, over at the uh, uh, Texas Sea Life Center, and yeah. they got a bunch of owls in there because we had all that high wind. Yeah. And so the juvenile owls got, you know, guys like so big, you know, they got blown out of their nest. And so they were over there rehabbing them until they got big enough they could release them. So they're all they're up there. You can hear them at night. When, after they tried to carry off our cat, I started paying attention, and you can hear them up there in the in the trees. Well, I'm happy they're carrying off the snakes and rats. Though. Yeah, man, we've had a lot of snakes around uh, up in the streets and stuff. I guess because of the high water, I've seen a lot of out on the island. I've seen a lot of snakes that have been run over in the street in the last few days. The last only poisonous so. snake we have is a rattlesnake. Well, we have coral snakes. Okay, coral snakes. We have coral snakes over there. That somebody was telling me they saw one over there around the, the old golf course the other day. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. You, and we've got uh, – well, they came in years ago to get rid of the rattlesnakes at the golf course. They brought in these uh, – I, I forget what they called them, silver, silver kings or something like that. They're big, like 10 or 15-foot-long snakes that eat rattlesnakes. And they brought them in to get rid of the rattlesnakes, and they don't bother people. Yeah. Good luck. Well, they scare people, but Good they don't luck attack telling people. telling that to somebody that sees a 10-foot long snake. <laughs> yeah. All right, 560-5589, 560-KKTX. Um, They're talking about bringing back the nine holes of golf out there, too. Well, they, I thought they added extra. They're, they're, uh, I went to the, a luncheon about a week ago, and uh, one of the people from – managers from Waves said that uh, they're they're trying to, trying to figure out a way to make it work. <clears throat> when they built the park – they cut all the irrigation lines, and so you got to start all over. All right. It is uh, 0742. Dale Rankin, owner, entered to the Island Moon. Before we uh, get back to the moon stuff, the uh, that's um, that op-ed piece that was in the uh, Caller Times yesterday is about the and, – and it's uh, legislature is at war with your city and your county. Yeah, that's one. That's to me. That's one side of the argument. That's that's barely factual. The Texas municipal league has flagged an unprecedented 150 bills in the legislature. It sees as threats to local government. Yeah, the uh, biggest is a proposal to require an automatic rollback election for any property tax hike over three and a half percent. Currently, Senate the limit two. is eight. Huh? Senate Bill two. And Senate Bill Two, it came out of the, it came out of the, it went to the Senate from the House. The House was going to. Um, there was also some cuts in there to school districts, and they were going to make it up with sales tax. When it came back out of the Senate, it went back to the. When it got to the Senate, it went to the uh, property tax committee that uh, Chewy Hinojosa is on, and Senator mm-hmm. Battencourt from. Benton Court from Houston Head. It came back out of there with uh, using existing funds. They're they're redirecting some sales tax, if I remember to correctly. Lobby? No, it's to this is to to replace the cuts to school financing. So it went back to the House. 
the House, it's now in a resolution committee, and I watched the the Senate and the House uh, sessions this week online, and it wasn't mentioned. So it's still in the committee bill, as far as I know, unless something happened that I missed. All right, Blake. What, and what it'll do is it'll say if you go – right now you can have an 8 percent increase. This will limit it to 3.5, and without having an election. The cities are screaming bloody murder like they can't oh, yeah. get by on a measly – three and a half percent increase every year and if, if you look at what's happened to the tax rate clearly the system that we have does not it allows cities and counties to to increase taxes every year more than twice what the cost of living increase and is so i'm assuming the caller times editorial is against that and wants the city they're, to be they're, able to tax. they're carrying water for the city they're saying that oh the poor oh, cities of course aren't, they, they, the liberal paper are not, is all not for the, taxing the, the poor city's going to go broke with nothing but a measly three and a half percent tax increase every year yeah and all now right. you've got the city wants to go to four-year terms so that you can they're going to appointing a committee tomorrow if you ha- if you got a four year term, then you can hide behind a four year term and ask for a tax increase every year, and it's a it's a sleight of hand. You're you're asking you're asking basically what the city, in my opinion, is trying to do. You put a four year term in place. It's easier to go to the voters every year and say we can't live with a three and a half percent tax increase, and that and people will forget about it by the time they come up for reelection. In a two year term, it's a little tougher thing to do. I don't understand how we forget about something like that. I just don't think that it makes any sense at all to have to allow cities and counties and school districts to have an 8% tax increase every year without having to answer to anybody. I don't either. And we've been doing it since 1980. Do the math on that. That means that every 10 years our taxes double. And so the legislature has said it, it's the leg, it was a state Law, the state law, the truth and taxation law, passed back in the late 70s, early 80s, that allowed this to happen. So it was, a, it was a problem created at the state level. So it's being dealt with at the state level. They're trying to fix it, and the cities are all screaming bloody murder because they don't think they can live with a 3.5% tax increase. Time to uh, sit down and uh, do that Dave thing with your uh, accountant friend. Do we really need this? Yeah, no, we don't do it. Well, if you you know, <clears throat> if you're if you're used to eight percent every year, I found it. Then you know you want you, you, you after a while you feel like you're entitled to it, you know. And it, yeah, well, we did it one. Yeah, you're right. And you got these cities when this Banton Court's been saying this for like ten the last four or five sessions, and he finally caught some traction. And basically, you have tax rates in some of our cities that have gone up 30 and 40 percent in the last five years. I've got a freedom of information request in right now with the city of Corpus. I want to know the change in the effective tax rate going back to 2009 up to the present. Let's find out. Let's see how much our taxes have gone up. All my exes live in Texas. Texas is a place I dearly love to be. But all my exes live in Texas. News Radio 1360, KKTI. Dale and I didn't find out that uh, Sleep at the Wheel was playing. Where? I don't know. You know, it was, uh, the symphonies uh, um, pops in the park at Whataburger Field this weekend. Uh, or last weekend, I guess. Well, that would have been great. Yeah. Chris O'Connell. Is he the 
fiddle player? She's a female She's singer. A female, then I don't know who that is. Uh, Chris O'Connell and Sleep at the Wheel. The fiddle you player love? is kind of taking over. The it's uh, Johnny for, Gimble's grandson, for isn't it? Benson. Uh, yeah, for I Ryan? think he's kind of the front man now, isn't, isn't he? Uh, for that, the last time I saw him, he was there. He was kind of the band leader. Johnny Gimble. Johnny Gimble's grandson. Johnny Gimble called me up on stage one time and gave me fiddle lessons. <laughs> I bet that was uh, that scared the cats, right? <laughs> it was. It was clear, clear the area of cats. <laughs> this is all right. In um, a song everybody just about is familiar with. Um, it's called Orange Blossom Special. Yeah. That part. Yeah. Eeny, 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 it's a fiddle breakdown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All you have to do is hold one string and yeah. make sure the bow hits three strings. Right. And, and you just. That sounds it easy away. if you say it real fast. Well, and, <laughs> I, Gimble had the people rolling on the ground making me try to do that. Johnny Gimble. Um, how do I? He was the go-to first-call fiddle player for all the Texas bands Absolutely. for years. Hall of Famer. He played. Well, he play, He started, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Bob Wills. Bob Wills. Yeah. And I think it's his grandson now that's that's in asleep at the wheel. That's good. All right, we can uh, put this uh, legislature at war with your city and uh, county. These guys are giving lip service because you got conservative. Mayors and county judges agreeing that this is a bad thing, and then mayors and county judges who are conservatives saying, "Oh no, we have to do this." Yeah. Well, I think if you, I think if you weighed the public comments from a lot of your city and county people, yeah, and school district people against what they would say privately, you might find that there's they're paying lip service publicly. To uh, against doing this, but at the same time, they're not stupid people. They realize you can't keep raising taxes eight percent. Yeah, but you tried to get a movement uh, behind this. Uh, yeah, a year or so ago. Yeah, it's just I, I've been beating this drum since I, I started back at. I covered the Bear Appraisal District for the That's Express right. News, and so I I sat down there in the the appraisal the chief appraiser's office and made him explain to me how the system worked till I over and over till I understood it. And this has been going on for years. And what happens is they raise your they raise taxes and then they point at the tax rate and they say, well, your tax rate went down. Well, yeah, your tax rate went down two percent while your valuations went up 19 percent. And so when any anybody who's in public office that points at the tax rate, if you shake their hand, count your fingers. I came across this story and uh, I couldn't help but think <clears throat> Sean Strawbridge was in the box last, last week. Or week we yep. And he brought up a guy who brought the billionaire who bought uh, Sam Cain beef. Right. And I said, we need to talk to this guy. We got hogs. We need to turn into. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> uh, looks like pork prices are set to skyrocket. Uh, that goes for bacon, sausage, and everything else. The price of pork around the world set to soar as the outbreak of a deadly virus sweeps China. And surrounding countries, necessitating the cull of millions of animals. In China, um, as in Britain, uh, entire herds of animals are having to be killed. Mongolia, Vietnam, Cambodia also fighting outbreaks of that disease. Also reported in uh, wild boar in Eastern Europe and in Germany. 
Denmark is erecting a 43-mile fence in a bit bit to keep the infected animals out. Since the uh, virus was first reported in China in August last year, more than a million pigs have gone down. Chinese pork production is set to reduce by about 13 million tons this year. Wow. Well, we got a... I'm surprised it's not here. We have a we have a huge feral hog population. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, <clears throat> we did until a couple of weeks ago. The helicopter pilots and the machine gunners. Yeah, uh, that's were, legal now. I know, but for yeah. two weeks, I think they, I think they killed about fifty one or two. Well, that's that's a drop in the bucket, right? Well, no, because you didn't see any more. I don't no. know if they're hiding in the brush or what. But right. I saw one out on just three, leaving them three sixty one a couple of about three or four days ago. Somebody had hit with a car, so they're out there too. I guess. Yeah, they leave them. I I I don't think that. I, I mean, there are there are places where they market them, but I don't think that's done here. I've never heard of that. Well, here. The, the dangerous part about him hitting a pig is you usually don't roll over it. Yeah. It sticks right there yeah. in the front. Well, this is a big guy. It did some damage to whoever hit it. You know, I had had uh, have some friends that do that. They ride them down on horseback, all kinds of stuff. And they and I did know a few of them that would fatten them up and slaughter them. But I, I can't imagine. I'm surprised that if, if it's if there's a virus out there that it isn't here. It, it is, but not in the levels. It's a, oh. very few herds here. Oh. But it, and you get into... I think it was the, Asia. There's a big problem. The Butler brothers' family, um, um, big providing uh, stock for rodeo. Right. I went hunting, coyote hunting in a helicopter. Right. I was hitting all around that. You, I, I can't hit anything. What kind of weapon? It was a thirty thirty. Yeah. You didn't get to shoot. They didn't let you close to the machine gun. Uh, this was way before machine guns were, oh. you know, even thought about. I oh. guess. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.